Hey. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the podcast, I Totally Relate. I'm Rissy. And I'm Shelves. And we hope you guys can totally relate. Welcome back to I Totally Relate. Woo woo. We have a special episode that I especially am so excited about. We have the glorious pleasure of sitting to chat with my two besties. <laughs> okay, so as part of our community series, we are going to expand the conversation with two lovely women. So I am so pleased to introduce to you, Annie. Hello. And Taryn. Hey. Yay. Yay. I'm just going to get started with sharing uh, how we met. So the three of us met at a support group for loved ones who have an addiction. Now, I am fully aware that that is a super loaded sentence. Um, today, we're going to respect the anonymity of that group. And maybe down the road sometime, we'll tackle that topic. But for all intents yeah. and purposes of this conversation, what's really important to understand is that we had a deep connection of understanding each other's heartbreaks way before even knowing each other's last name or really anything <laughs> else about each other. So our relationship began in a very vulnerable and honest way. So right, right from the beginning, we had a foundation of compassion, truth, and growth. Something immediately pulled me to them. They are radiant. <laughs> I want to be radiant. They are fun and witty and kind and clever and compassionate and strong and very smart. And I want to be like them. Aww. They are growing. They are progressing. And my inner knowing recognized and was like, Carissa, they are wise. Go follow them. <laughs> and so then when quarantine started last March, a friend of Taryn's started a Marco Polo group of like 12 or 15 women. It was probably a lot, yeah. And so it was like a way to stay connected in like nobody is seeing anybody anymore. Mm -hmm. So we found that we were like communicating pretty often, just like a large group of women on Marco Polo, like yeah. almost every day, talking about whatever was happening to us that week or just like, hey, I've been thinking about this. What are you guys' thoughts on that? Like it just was like this wide conversation just on Marco Polo. And then cool. um, at one point we got together and actually so in our journal episode, I talked about how I burned my journal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was that polo group. That oh, cool! Fun. We okay. met, and I and it was these women who sat around, and I yeah. <laughs> tossed that baby in the fire. <laughs> then the three of us started hiking together with our kids. We would did like mom and kid hangouts at each other's houses, and just over the past year, we've become really close. Just yeah, the three of us communicating pretty often. So, did I cover it? Did I? Is there anything that you that I missed? Um, you're pretty amazing too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I kind of forgot that part. <laughs> Well, thank you. <laughs> so it's been like this, it's been just like a year or so, or was it beyond that? Did I, like it's been one year of friendship or you've known each other longer? So we've known each other for probably about three years. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but we really started getting close, like closer, like hanging out more often and like outside of our yeah. group um, for about a year. Cool. Oh my gosh, probably like really in February or March was a year. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. Oh, man. So last week, in last week's episode, when I was talking about, like, like being close to women and friendship is new to me, like, I'm not joking. <laughs> it's new to me. And especially, like, this kind of connection and vulnerability is, yeah. Yeah. It hasn't been that long. Oh, my gosh. Well, thanks for coming onto the pod, you guys. What? Yeah. yeah. Yay. I'm excited. 
Okay, so if a community shapes us, and Shelby and I believe that it does, yes. Um, then how has this friendship shaped you guys? Oh, heart emoji. <laughs> <laughs> All the hearts. I'd be double tapping that. <laughs> well, I will say that initially, like, when when I started seeking for the group of friends, like, the reason why I got in that Marco Polo is because in my profession, I get to take care of people. I get to be there for them. I get to be present for them. And, you know, being a mother, you know, I get to be present for my kids. And so I needed to find a space where I could rely on people. And so for me, that that's like the biggest thing is like learning to rely on people. You always are the caretaker. Yeah. For everyone well, around you. I'm not necessarily a caretaker, but I am very caring naturally. Mm-hmm. And because um, I don't I don't have that vibe of rescuer at all. Like I'm more like a protector vibe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but in most of my relationships, I am definitely um, a little distant. Like I'm, I'm more of like a resource. Like I have the tendency mm-hmm. of being the resource. Mm-hmm. And so I want it like one of my goals for like, uh, two years ago was started is is to start it um, challenging those uh, roles that I typically put myself in because I wanted to have more honest and more vulnerable relationships and because I wanted to learn what it felt to rely on people like I don't feel like I had that opportunity before in my life and so for me this is what this friendship has done it's just I can show up anyway at any time of the day, and, and I, I don't need to be needed, and I, I am okay if I need someone. I am okay if, like, I don't show up perfectly. Like, yeah. And in those moments when you show up, like, not perfect are the moments that I, like, love you more. Like, you're in your jammies. <laughs> you're poloing us. It's dark, and so really all we see is, like, the glow from your phone, and you're just, like, pouring your heart out to us about, you know, whatever – happened that day and those are the moments that like I feel like (laughs) like oh love just got bigger you know yeah which is insane but yeah when you show up imperfect is when I feel like it's easier to love you that way you know yeah and I feel like I don't know if this is is a shared experience but I'll share my own experience but um I feel like most of the time in relationship with feel we feel we feel like we have to show up perfectly mm-hmm. oh, yeah. like we have to like continuously like do our best to show up perfectly and so i feel like that becomes very isolating and lonely mm-hmm. because we're not showing those parts that we don't like about ourselves so when we show those parts that we don't like about ourselves to other people and they receive it it kind of helps with that self-love honestly because like it models that that love that you can give to yourself and to those parts of you that you didn't think were likable yeah 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 Taryn what about you honestly a big part of like who I am today is because of the friendships that I have Mm -hmm. um I feel like yeah they really do shape me as a person and I don't know to have friends who have very shared similar like experiences and interests and values and stuff like that really brings that sense of community for me and allows me to open up and and be who I am and show up as I am like what Annie was saying about you know bringing my whole self to the table and just like imperfections and all and it's like here I am and then to have these people who share those same thoughts and feelings and then also accept those like flawed parts of me is pretty incredible and really helps me strive to be better 
and it's really cool because honestly, my my circle of friends are pretty awesome, if I do say so myself. <laughs> As they strive to be better, it makes me want to be better too. Mm. And I love that about my friendships. I love that we hold each other accountable and that we have goals and aspirations mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things that we're working to improve on. That's a huge, that's really important to me in a friendship that I am surrounded by other people who are constantly trying to improve. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I'm improving as well. So yeah. definitely shapes mm-hmm. me as a person. You're kind of like the leader in that growth mindset. You know what I mean? Like you are mm-hmm. always like progressing and growing mm-hmm. and like becoming more yourself. Which is interesting because when I first met you, I was like, she's like, she's there. She <laughs> arrived. And then like the more I get to know you, I'm like, oh, my gosh, no, she's like growing even more. And so it's funny to hear you say that because I'm like, no, 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 Taryn, you're the leader. You're like the one showing us how to like grow. We're not showing you. You're showing us. So it's really interesting to feel that like, oh, that's what you're getting in your group of friends as well. I totally am. Yeah, totally am. You said a few things that I really resonated with on like finding a group of people that like see parts of yourself that you maybe had shame over or you felt like weren't safe to like take on or take responsibility for. And then you find someone who gives you a soft place to land um, and you appreciate that. I'm just wondering if you've had experiences where you were in groups of friends or in a community that like wasn't helping you grow wasn't helping you like do you have an experience of why you appreciate it so much so now in your 30s while I was getting ready for this podcast I had that thought of like why do I search for that now like why is that such a key component for me and it is because I've had those experiences I've been in like friendship circles and you know certain family members and stuff like you want family to be community but sometimes that's not a thing right and so um just taking those experiences and learning from that and being like yeah I've been in communities and situations where there was a lot of negativity and a lot of stuff that brought me down and made me feel like like Annie was saying again like very isolating experiences where I would try to show up Mm -hmm. fully Mm -hmm. and it was rejected or people girls are famous for drama right and so there was always drama and I you guys drama (laughs) oh I can't with drama so anyway taking those experiences and being like well what do I want like I finally just asked myself that like what do I what do I want out of real friendships I'm tired of the superficial Mm -hmm. types of friendships and stuff so uh just took from those negative experiences and and used that to kind of form like a a a semi model of what I would look for in a future friend or community. Yeah. I love that you said drama because when I was thinking about my answers to some of these questions and one of the things I really value from both of you guys is when I'm in like a rough situation and I reach out and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is what's on my mind or this is how I'm feeling. You guys, first of all, incredible validators like Mm. I feel like so validated like yeah damn right I'm upset about this this sucks (laughs) but then there's always this element that you guys bring in of accountability like okay cool like if you want to like be drama queen about this go for it you got every right but like the thing that you guys remind me of is like okay but in the long run like what's my goal in the long run Mm. my my goal is like I want peace I want happiness I want connection it you guys always help me like see the long run like okay in the long run I want peace. 
So if I throw a fit or I throw a tantrum now, like, is that going to get me what I want? Right. No. No. And it could do, it'll do damage in the meantime, too. Right. So. Makes it messier. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you guys are That's really- hard to learn as you grow up, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Especially when you feel vindicated, like, no, I'm right. They're wrong. Right. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. For reals. Yeah. Okay, so Shelby and I are reading this book right now, The Women Who Run With Wolves. Have you read it? No, not yet. Oh, Oh, girls. I think you guys would love it. (laughs) Awesome. Oh, so good. Okay, so the author, her name is Clarissa, by the way. I'm like, um, hello. That is like, maybe that's another reason why I like feel a kinship to her. So there's this one specific quote in her book. Uh, She says, it is deadly to be without a confidant, without a guide, without even a tiny cheering section. And when I read that, I, like, underlined it. And I'm, like, you know, circling, like, oh, my gosh. I think that's a big part of what I feel from you guys is, yeah, like a guide. Maybe because I feel like you guys are, like, in your journey, you're a little bit ahead of me. You're, like, guiding me. Oh, yeah. Oh, totes. <laughs> I did you hear my song. <laughs> yeah. Totes. Like, I feel like that, like, you guys are my guide. You guys are my confident. Like, there, I was telling Shelby, I'm, like, there's nothing off the table. Like, they, like, we yeah. talk about everything mm-hmm. uh, everything everything and so yeah like in that tiny cheering section and I think about like wow that really I think it would be deadly and not deadly like I'm gonna die but like my Maybe. soul you could yeah you know isolation yeah oh yeah but like definitely like my soul like being who I want to be my, being my higher self like that would die that would die without like some of the elements that mm. you guys have like taught me and, and brought. But like, what's your guys' experience? Or like, what are your thoughts on that? Well, as you guys are talking, like you're, what she was saying, like um, of having previous relationships where it was not safe. I feel like, um, and you know, talking in parts, like a part of us, like when we were little and experienced like rejection, like Taryn was saying, or or just a lot of criticism and contempt and whatnot. That that child part of us is like you know shoved into the depths of our soul and Mm -hmm. so i i do think is deathly like literally to not have a a group where you can bring back that little child that wants to be just goofy or creative or himself or herself and yeah like that isolation tons of depression tons of anxiety like just self-hate and it's just yeah, you need that group that is cheering for, again, those parts that are typically not accepted or or that we just don't share with everybody that are more private. As we've talked about community and as we've, like, I've reflected on my relationships, I think it's because I find them so sweet and nurturing. And part of that, I think, is because I have a gauge of, that loneliness you know and so I think that where like I don't know that gratitude circle I guess comes full circle but like it is hard when you are surrounded by people that you don't feel safe expressing yourself to and so I do agree with you I think that isolation can be deadly well if if you only show like certain parts of you if we only show if we're only allowed to show certain parts like I mean you're really not being seen mm, and if yeah. we're not seen we're isolated and mm-hmm. so yeah that those those it's important that we're sharing those parts of us that are like a little bit more private or hurt or harmed with someone 
safe. I like your, the wording you use, a safe place to land. Yeah. 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 What about you? What do you think? I think knowing that I have the support and encouragement of um, my community really helps me remember that I'm not alone. And that I have that support, whatever the support it is that I need in that time or place. So some of the things that I love the most about my community is the love um, and acceptance and energy. And most of all, the empathy that Mm. I get from my community, especially in the times of support. Like where I really need support. And to know that I will get that support when I need it is huge. Because I loved what you were saying, Annie, about... Uh, that little kid in us you know there was a lot of times throughout my life where I really needed that support and I didn't get that and so now that I've been able to create certain friendship circles where that's very real and um, present is huge for me and I think we all need people in our sections cheering us on Uh, but Carissa you brought up that word accountable and I think that's just as important like we have people so for me my friends I have people who cheer me on Uh, and can sit with me when I need them to sit with me, but can also kind of stand up, hold a hand out to me and pull me back up and be like, let's keep going. Like, let's be accountable at the same time. Because like you were saying, I think you needed that space to be mad and be upset and just say whatever you needed to say unfiltered. And then when the time was right, bring up that, well, let's, yeah. move forward let's have that accountability for what we can do for ourselves regardless of what others yeah. are choosing to do I'm gonna piggyback right on that yeah um it made me think so because you're like focusing on the community and whatnot and you know like living in a society that is very individualistic sometimes we forget the the importance of having a community where where if you are falling like you have someone to give you that hand and pick you up yeah. I mean I think of the word responsibility right like if we break it down as response ability is the ability to respond and so sometimes we don't have that ability to respond and we need someone to that does have that ability that knows us and that knows that we have that in us to have that hand in that moment for us to pick us up and and it's mutual right like yeah. at different times we have different uh levels of energy and like i've been there where i'm like super down and like reach out to you and you recharge me and you know it's it's it is a helpful dynamic you know and it's it, it i still am my own individual i still i haven't lack accountability it's just sometimes my ability to respond or our ability to respond is going to be tampered by situations mm-hmm. you know and so we need that community that can have that that hand that you were saying I yeah. love that yeah I think and that's one of the best things that you guys have taught me is like everything I need is within me you've taught me that too like <laughs> everything I need is within me but sometimes before I can access that courage or that awareness or that strength or whatever that is like I have to be seen first you yeah. know like and as soon as I'm seen then I feel like okay I can move forward now but I feel like yeah it's like that you when you when you feel seen first that's the hand that someone's Mm -hmm. giving you like yeah yeah this is hard yeah like yeah I don't Mm, envy this position or like yeah you're going through something right now and being like yeah I am going through something right now and it's like okay well I'm here for you you are okay all right what should I do like I don't know what do you think you should do Mm. I think I want this 
okay, I support you. Yeah. Go do this. Like that literally is like the cycle oh, I yeah. like of our friendship. Like you see me, I see you. And like that's the the hand that's extended and then we can move forward. For reals. And it's weird. So I don't know that I need to be seen. I think no no no, like the answer is outside of me. Or I just need to do this. But, like, when you guys say, like, oh, wow, Carissa, like, yeah, that's hard. All of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah. Like, it you guys give hard. me the gift that, like, mm-hmm. I didn't know I needed. Who, like, in in what lesson in school, like, in what lesson in life do we, when we're younger, do we learn that, like, no, you need to be seen. You know, like, yeah. I don't even know yeah. to ask for that. Oh, yeah. Until yeah. you guys yeah. do that. And I'm like, <gasps> like, that's, I feel like your guys' secret power. <laughs> Like, I mean, I, 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 don't be, I don't mean to be a nerd, but... Oh, my gosh. Please nerd please out on nerd us. Out nerd on out on us. Nerd out hard, please. <laughs> I, will, I will not be super nerdy. I'll be just a nerdy without a cape. So, <laughs> biologically, we're made to attach and survive, right? Like, they've done tons of studies. Like, attachment is, like, the principal one, right? And so, we would sacrifice our authenticity for attachment, right? Mm. Yep. Mm-hmm. But here, here's a here's a cool thing. Survival without attachment, statistically, you know, it's uh, it's trauma. Mm. So you can survive something, but if you don't have safe attachments um, around that survival, <sighs> trauma. Survival without attachment is potentially trauma. Wow. So that that being seen during a traumatic experience makes the traumatic experience not traumatizing. Oh, right. So, right. Oh my, sorry. Wait, I'm <laughs> sorry. All of us, say that again. All of, she just stopped because she looked at us and we're like, jaws dropped. Like you just literally spoke the deepest truth that like made the most perfect sense. Like that was mind blowing. Yeah. Say that again. Yeah. Yeah. Say it Please. Again. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'm sure the, the looks on her face is just like. I spit it all over the mic. <laughs> My brain, my eye, I think even. (laughs) Yeah, my eye was like twitching, like what? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Wow. Yeah, that was powerful. And and that, that right there, is the power of community. Yeah. Holy cow. Yeah. Self-regulation is very important, but the first regulation that we do biologically is co-regulation. We regulate with a parent mm-hmm. or with an adult. As kids, yeah. our brains are not made to regulate by ourselves. And so we need that that parent. Like, think about, like, a baby. Like, as soon as it comes out, it's, like, latching onto mom. Mm-hmm. Immediately yeah. needs that that attachment. And so, yeah, it's, it's biological. I don't know if you've seen in Discovery earth planet something that those things there's this video of this iguana that hatches and it's in a an island full of snakes and as soon as the the iguana hatches it starts running because it knows biologically that those are dangerous Hmm. okay so we are born knowing what's dangerous for us and we're born to seek for that safety, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they're lizards, so they don't have like the mammalian, like find find another body, you know, but we do, we find that body. So survival without attachment is trauma. Peter Levine, uh, the book that he wrote about his accident that he had, by the way, he's a researcher, Google him, he's awesome. One of the things he says is like in his accident, the biggest impact was the nurse looking at him like he was like in the floral heart 
and everybody like was trying to like get him to talk and say things like your name and whatever and the nurse just like looked at him and that was what like brought him to feel safe and okay mm -hmm. and yeah well, like we do ignore a lot as adults uh, how important co-regulation is biologically not even like uh you know like the the oh it feels good you know yeah, it's like, like desire yeah or... it's yeah it is biological and it is something that makes us healthy biologically no, that's huge yeah. to see yeah and be seen yeah yeah Ooh. i'm feeling so validated right now in my own Ooh. personal experiences you know yeah. like yeah. where it's like oh it's their secret I'm power not, They're yeah. Really, yeah it's like i'm not weak because i need community or like in those moments oh. of like it's okay Ooh. that I reach out to someone and I feel like this is kind of where the mental health stigma comes in. You, in fact, um, my husband had a friend over last night and we were talking about this is that he was saying that it's the worst thing to be labeled as needy in his mind. Mm -hmm. So like he Hashtag was telling, same. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And same yeah, there's so much with that. He, he was me that word. Right. Same yeah. But he's like sharing this experience and he's, you know, giving an example. He's like, yeah, like one time I was needing to move and I contemplated for two hours calling my friend who had a truck in fear of, is this needy? And he ended up even calling his mom and saying, is this needy? And I'm like, oh my gosh, I haven't had that exact same experience, but I'm like, oh, I fear being needy in a moment mm -hmm. like Carissa, can you please talk to me mm -hmm. on the phone right now in this moment? Or mm -hmm. can you be a bounce board for me or mm -hmm. whatever? And you just validated something where it's like, no, it's biologically in me and to Necessity. do these things. And so mm -hmm. it's like a an instinct, a reaction, yeah. mm -hmm. but our culture's created a lot of shame around that. Oh, yeah. And so we are these adults and we've told ourselves that our whole life it's like we don't need anybody you don't need those friends you don't need i don't need you yeah mm -hmm. like but you know as an adult i feel like i'm just shaking mm -hmm. all the gunk out of myself to yeah. just re relearn yeah what i am naturally prone mm -hmm. inclined to do you know yeah. so yeah that was wild that was intense <laughs> one of the no, things i feel like is so crazy is like the way that we communicate the most like we we hang out in person but more often we're like talking to each other on polo right. which is really funny because when I'm talking all I see is my face yeah. <laughs> but then when you respond all I see is your face and if you're mm. responding to me then that mean then I know like oh my gosh they looked me in the face in in a way mm. that like it is so necessary for me to feel seen in a way that like we don't typically do that in society right like we're no. just going to sit down and just look each other in the face and say my heart hurts so much right now and then when you respond I'm like oh my god they like they looked at me they heard me mm -hmm. it's kind of crazy like I know Marco Polo's like technology and technology has the ability to like make us feel more disconnected but in that way I feel like it is a tool that helps me feel like more seen well the way connected. you utilize it though, right too yeah. you right. know it's like it's the application yeah. of what you're doing with it as well yep yeah yeah so i think marco polo should be giving us royalties right now because we're talking really <laughs> well about it <laughs> this sponsor. is not a sponsor yeah. podcast <laughs> <laughs> just saying just saying oh it's oh. so true i mean think about it as kids like what do we i mean i'm guilty of this too with my own kids but like when you're a kid and you 
fall down or you're a kid and something happens that didn't go your way and or and you're really upset about it but like us as adults it's not that big a deal right Mm -hmm. so what's our instinct like I feel like as a kid a lot of times they get really invalidated through the things that they go through in their little kid world like in their world that's a big deal and so and I think we take that into adulthood too and someone could open up and share something about what they're struggling with and as adults you know if you don't have that empathy you're going to kind of look at them and be like what's the big deal like why are you freaking out about this and not having that validation like to be able to know that it matters yeah like it matters to you so because of that as your friend it matters to me Mm. regardless of like if I feel the same way or not like I can at least think back to a time where I had similar feelings regardless of the actual circumstances of your situation yeah and think yeah I remember a time where I felt that way and Mm. that matters yeah Yeah. so so I I want to put a, a like a, a note like it's not it's not just shit on society for like the invalidation i feel like it's just historic historically we've focused more on the survival part mm. so my kid falls off the bike and i'm like well get up do it right you know <laughs> and so and yeah exactly like what you were doing was stupid anyway you know <laughs> and so so we focus on the survival and we're like no this is how you do it right so so a lot of the times invalidation is not because we're assholes it's just like because we also have that instinct mm. for survival yeah right yeah it, it is a little bit of like the combination of like okay let's have a little bit of like the attachment first like um they say connect and then correct whose is that one yes godman i I think no no someone google it um (laughs) it's not mine i'm not but it's like uh connect and then correct like with kid with kids for the same reason you do the attachment and then you do the the survival like yeah yeah, because like we do need to survive we want to have those skills right Mm. but it's first the attachment and then the survival yeah i just wanted to make that that. because a lot of the times like uh, when we invalidate or when we're like critical or like it's an an attempt to connect we're attempting to Mm. connect to our uh, the people that we love, we criticize because we think, okay, maybe if they're perfect, they will succeed. You know, I mean, yeah. oh, so true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that like that doesn't really make sense to me, except for when I think about it. Like as a parent, I'm like, yeah. oh no, that's exactly. I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't want anyone to make fun of you. Yeah, yeah. I don't want your feelings to ever get hurt. Yep. I don't mm. want you to like. I want you to so always. So this is be how safe. you do it. So yeah. that you do not get criticized. I'll yes. criticize you. Yeah. <laughs> Because I know that I'm a deep well of love for you. Yes. But if but if we're giving that correction first, mm-hmm. I... Are they going to see that deep well of love? Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so this is the other thing that I love about you guys. You are so resourceful. You guys are always sharing resources. So, like, Shelby goes to therapy. She's been an advocate for therapy for a long time. Woot woot therapy, yay! <laughs> and I feel like I've heard that, and then being around you guys I'm like oh my gosh Kay I need to go to therapy like you guys destigmatize things and you like give like oh well I was talking to my therapist and like this is what they said or like you guys are always sharing resources like oh that's Gottman you should google him like yeah. that's Peter Levine you should google him but even like like how much that's needed well as a woman in today's world but also as a mother mm. as a parent really being able to have resources on like how to do things better like oh my gosh mm. you guys are so resourceful and I think how, like, 
how do people do that without their friends and their resources? How did moms do this before they had Marco Polo? <laughs> like, how, like how, what? We had closer communities, and then I think like yeah. certain certain societies did did drift apart. I mean, I didn't grow up here, so I had a very close knit community. Mm-hmm. But when I moved here, it was a little bit shocking how isolated people are here for sure yeah. especially in utah because i've lived a lot of places in the united states like i've lived in florida california new jersey kansas and oh, wow. yeah here except for church that does create sometimes a community sometimes it's sometimes. a gamble it's yeah. a gamble but yeah besides that there's not a lot of like Communal activities yeah. sometimes depends yeah. the groups that you're in. Yeah. I'm in a hiking group, so my hiking group is awesome. But yeah, yeah, not everybody has that. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that resonates so deeply with me because I do feel like, well, I, I did grow up mostly here. Mm-hmm. And I did feel like just on the outside mm-hmm. of the group. And so there weren't mm-hmm. there weren't communities that I went to to like, get that connection mm-hmm. actually and I did want to talk to you about that like okay you are in a hiking group you are like you have like your therapist comrades you have is that comrades yes sure colleagues. camaraderie colleagues there we go my colleagues <laughs> you you're also like on a dance but team. you're all my friends <laughs> <laughs> like you do you have a lot of different I communities team. Mm-hmm. like how does that like how does that shape you like is it interesting to go from like group to group do you get different things or is there like a common thread throughout all of those groups that you're receiving? I have thought about it because, okay, so when my dad died, which was last August, Mm -hmm. um, I, you know, I, I'm a big hiker. You see my Instagram. I hike a lot with different groups of friends and I'm a dancer. And, um, and so I have my teams and my, you know, my nightlife. And so someone made the comment like, Oh, but you know what's healthy. So you're doing all the healthy things. You'll be fine, you know, kind of thing. And that kind of offended me. Like, I have these groups to to process things or, you know, like to have those friendships. But but having groups of friends does not equal to mental health. Mm. I just, mm. like, it is, because I have groups of friends where we get together, but we, you are my tribe yeah that's a very different thing yeah so I have lots of groups of friends because I have lots of interests mm-hmm. right and so I I need to process things that's this is how I process things I get busy I go into the mountains I hike or and then that night I go dancing and then the next day I'm like you know I have so many interests and in, in so many things that I need to do to process things this is how I process things that doesn't mean that I'm like uh, that because because I've I've done this in the past where it's not healthy. <laughs> yeah, it's more of like uh, running away or like getting away from the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I need to be very sincere about this because uh, yeah, sometimes it is looked as like oh my gosh. Like I remember in college, I used to get that comment like oh you have friends everywhere. I did, but nobody knew me. Mm. Mm. Yep. No, I was not showing up. Yeah, I was not. I was funny. <laughs> Yeah, I'm aware. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You are. She's a comedian, <laughs> but I was not. I was not showing. I felt so isolated. I would go yeah. home and feel so lonely because, mm. yeah, I was gonna sing the Justin Bieber song. I will. I will <laughs> spare you that. Yeah, but so so okay. So your question was like, 
how this group of friends help? They help because the, uh, I've now made it purposeful that I do show up in these groups of friends, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. not all the time having groups of friends has been honest to me, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And so when, when that thing with my dad happened and someone was like, oh, you're doing the healthy thing, I'm like, you don't know then, yeah. right? I am, but you don't know that. <laughs> <laughs> but you have no idea. Because right, it's just pictures but... on Instagram, oh, you know? It can yeah. look a certain way yeah. and be yeah. something totally different. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I've done that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Taryn, with you, I feel like it's really interesting too because, but like knowing what I know about you, I know when you, growing up, you kind of felt like the outside of the community. And now when knowing you, I think, n- not that you're in the middle of that community, but you, you feel more accepted, right? By like Utah Valley community, yeah, right? And so was that a shift that naturally happened? Did you make a conscientious shift? Or like, how did, how did you go from the outside to the inside? Like... I think it was more that I felt a lot was expected of me. Mm-hmm. I was the older sister. I was like the first kid, you know. So I think there was just a lot on my shoulders as a child. I was just yeah. exposed to a lot of different things. And so I kind of just felt like I couldn't always show up as mm. my true self because that wouldn't be responsible, mm. you know. Like I can't Girl, show up super are. goofy. Speaking I can't. My language. Right? Like yeah. I – uh, yeah, you're the oldest too. And so, I, and I think a lot can sometimes fall on like the oldest child and stuff or the only child, Annie, mm-hmm. <laughs> because a lot's expected of you, I feel yeah. like, or at least that's the impression that I got as I was going through. Mm-hmm. And not only that, but I kind of also just assumed that role as, yeah, as a, as a protection for my siblings too. We, there was a lot of turmoil in my home as a kid. And so I kind of felt like I had to protect. Yeah. And there was no room for me to just show up and, and be, be silly, yeah, and be silly and be yeah. a kid. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. I think it was more that. Uh-huh. So I kind as I grew up and as I did therapy and kind of like worked through a lot of that stuff, I'm like, I just want to enjoy life. I just want to have fun. And yes, there's there's always room for like responsibility, but I was over responsible responsible yeah. for things that were never mine to mm-hmm. be responsible for. Yeah. So. Taking that off, taking those parts of me off of like, oh, yeah, I don't need that. I don't need to be responsible for that. And and that left a lot of room for me to, like, find my people and yeah. be silly again yeah. and be the, myself. The inner child. Mm. Yes, yeah. the, inner child. the inner child. I love my inner child. She yeah. is so much freaking fun. Oh, my yes. gosh, I love her, too. Yes. She is the best. I love her. And when did so we good. think growing up meant we had to all of a sudden be serious and yeah. like we couldn't have right. fun anymore, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Why did we think that? Maybe because we like watch the adults in our lives like not having fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, Adulthood is not fun. <laughs> yeah. 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 We don't sh- we don't need to show up with our shit together. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you know? if yeah. we want good relationships because the truth is yeah. no one else has their shit yeah. together yeah. like okay we all have our days where it's like hell yeah i got a lot done today yeah. this is awesome i'm yeah, amazing yeah. but literally the next day is like uh no just no to everything yeah yeah yeah, yeah. so my therapist was telling me like if you're gonna try to be perfect then define it Right. So she goes, how do you know you're perfect in a relationship? And I'm like, they're happy with me all the time. (laughs) (laughs) And 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 they want to be with me all the time. 
problem solved. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> right? That is perfection. And so, yeah, because that's like a, a, a stressor for me. Yeah. I want to show up perf- perfectly in relationships. And like, if I don't, then I'm questioning, like, did I said this right? Mm-hmm. Did I, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, when there's like silence in between the times that I see someone, somehow my mind goes to, Oh, it's because they don't like me, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. right? And so there are relationships where I'm more secure in that I can see them like after three years, and it, we just pick up from where we left. For me, like it, it did, like as I defined it, it was like so unrealistic. Like they're always happy with me, and I'm like, I don't want someone that is always happy with me. Like in reality, I don't. Yeah. I want someone that is able to be unhappy with me and share like I I do that with my kids my kids can talk back to me and I love that about our relationship is like they know that that is safe for them to say hey I didn't like the way that you presented that to mm-hmm. me mom yeah. you know so no I don't want them to be happy all the time with me but some for some reason there is a part that wants that perfection right and the other piece of the perfect relationship is like they always want to be with me, right? Like that, the neediness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I want to know that that they're always present or that I'm that I'm okay to, to, to reach out, right? It, it, which is not wrong. It's just like there's an anxiety attached to that, right? Mm-hmm. And yeah. as I, I feel like <clears throat> when I'm in relationships where I feel like I try, I have to be perfect, I can get close to the person. Yeah. I just can't because, like, I'm constantly anxious about this. So I show up not showing those uh, child parts and therefore I feel more isolated. Right. And so once I, like, have relationships like with you guys, I don't do that. I, I like I don't have that anxiety in between the times that we see each other because I know you've seen everything. <laughs> I've told you everything. Right. And I know that in between the space that we don't see each other, there's that security. I know that there's no like I don't have to I don't have to doubt because I've shown up. Yeah. Right. Well, and to add to that, would you say it's a fair statement that that took a little bit of time? Like as we developed our relationship with each other, that 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 became to be. Ooh, yes. Ooh, yes. Okay, so right into the question. What moment did you feel like, oh, this is a safe relationship? I know the moment. <laughs> oh, then you it was share. It was legit the moment that I was like, okay, these guys are safe no matter what. It's when we talked about sex. Uh, oh, yeah. And yep. I was like, okay. Because before it was like, okay, it's okay to talk about these tough subjects. That's fine. But then when we started talking about sex as grown women, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we can talk about anything. Like, that was, like, the most scary and vulnerable. And, yeah, that was, like, oh, okay, I'm going to be, like, super open about (laughs) all the things. That was, like, okay, yeah, we can talk about anything. Yeah, yeah, because you need to mention that we're very explicit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so I'm, like, I was super, like, oh, man, I, I probably have, like, lots of trauma around it. And so, like, talking about sex and, like, being seen as, like, a sexual being, I'm, like, oh, no, I am not. I'm not. I am like, like that's so scary to me yeah. to like be seen. Mm-hmm. Like you're gonna think I'm slutty right. or something, yeah. you know. And so like this part of me, like I am just love and acceptance and empathy. And then when we start talking, like, <laughs> like, oh my God. I'm just like, oh no, there's a part of me that's like, you're also an super hot, like, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Like that was like, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you guys just start. T- I'm like. <gasps> Oh my gosh! Did like, they said that? Yeah, and it was, and 
I mean, the first time we talked about it, it was on polo. So you didn't see like my jaw drop. Like, oh my God, she just said head. She just said, oh my God. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, the, like that kind of stuff, like completely. It was like, yeah, okay, I'm safe to show up, however. But I didn't know I was safe to show up that way until you guys showed up that way. How did you get comfortable to just show up that way? Because mm. that was like, that was huge for me. I Okay, so I knew Annie before you. Mm-hmm. So I think that there wasn't a moment where it was like both of you. Yeah. It was kind of separate mm-hmm. yeah. um, moments mm-hmm. for me. Yeah. And a, we were always like super and then mm-hmm. good friends. Let me finish that sentence. And then. Um, <laughs> we were always really super. <laughs> we were always like super. Super. We're just super. Yeah. Which is, is a true statement in and of itself. Whatever it is, it's super. When people say super, I always imagine something with a cape. <laughs> I love it. You know? Go ahead. So we were always really good friends. Like, we connected a lot through our shared experiences with addiction and stuff. And then there was a point where you kind of stopped coming to group. And so we didn't talk as much. And then we reconnected at that, that, that bonfire night. Movie. Yeah. And the polo group and stuff. And as we were building that connection again, there was a point where we were going to try to get together again and it was it was like basically our first fight this was so this was the moment for me we had <clears throat> I had said something that had triggered Annie and and that caused a little bit of backlash to come out and so yeah I I had reached out to her because uh, I just felt embarrassed like because it was in a group chat with other people and so and I and I didn't realize because I was kind of saying it lightheartedly like hey in like a week or so I'll be I'll be kind of like a single mom and so like trying to relate obviously it did not work (laughs) out um but anyway so yeah I reached out to her and I was just like hey just so you know like that like privately in a separate message like I felt really embarrassed that you said that and that hurt my feelings and stuff like that and the moment that I felt safe with you was when I could share that with you and I was fully ready like bracing myself for like not mm. the way that she like a yeah. uh, uh, like another backlash yeah another like a yeah, defensive response yeah. well that hurt me too right yeah, right yeah, yeah, right yeah. Yeah. and I did apologize and I was like I'm sorry like I'm sorry but yeah that was really embarrassing and so when she responded with just like you're right I'm sorry I did that that was you were like that, that was, yeah, that was, that was me. Yeah. yeah and and you had explained like where that came from and I was just like oh okay and then I apologized publicly because one of the things that pisses me off is like when people humiliate you publicly um and so when when people humiliate an accident or on purpose or whatever in public apologize in public too you know and mm-hmm. so I I did go to the chat and I was like hey that was on me that was I'm sorry everybody for witnessing this or you know, the comment or whatever. So that was the moment for me Ooh, where she that. was safe yeah. to me. Which is so interesting to follow the previous conversation because we think in our minds we have to show up perfect in order right. for people mm. to be with us. Mm-hmm. Right. But what happened was when you made a mistake mm-hmm. was when she realized, yeah, you're safe. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the opposite of perfection that yeah. actually yeah. creates <laughs> yep. those mm-hmm. real mm-hmm. connections. Like, mm-hmm. that, I'm mm-hmm. sorry, I'm just kind of like, Wow, that like what an epiphany! Like, yeah, that's incredible. And yeah, same yeah. for you, Carissa. It was that moment when we were in that group, Marco, and the topic of the LDS religion got brought up. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and you were so vulnerable <laughs> in sharing how you felt. <laughs> yeah, because I'm a member and and you're not, and so 
and and it was a it was a very sensitive mm-hmm. subject for you the way that it got brought up you know and so because it was like kind of already something that was being discussed and then yeah. you hopped on and like had heard it all and so you got on and you were just like you guys like that I am so nervous to share this with you and you just went into it of how this is really hard for me. Like this mm. topic of conversation is really hard for me to hear because of, yeah. and you gave all of your reasons why. And so I was like, mm. whew, that was so brave. Mm. Like seriously, <laughs> yeah. to be able to just show up and be like, this is what it is for me and lay it out there like that. Yeah. yeah. Not sure how the other members of the group would respond. Yeah. yeah. I oh. was like, oh, this girl is I safe. was like you, I was like preparing to like just yeah. be kicked out like, of the group. Oh yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Get the backlash. Yeah. And I think that was, like, really scary for me because here was this safe safe group of women where we talked about all these other things that triggered us. Right. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. You guys are triggering me. Like, the trigger is, yeah. like, you and what you're saying. And not you. Not you personally. But, like, this com- – yeah. what you're saying and how you're saying it yeah. is actually the thing that's triggering me. And I was yeah. like – I just got done with a run, and you know how I am on a polo after a run, just like red face and just like yeah. tears streaming. And I'm just like, I'm so sorry. Like, I this might make you guys mad, but like, this is so hard for me to hear. But I still wanted to be there, but that was really hard. But yeah. I was like, can you know what? I'm just gonna say it, and when they kick me out of the group, it's fine. <laughs> you, when? But <laughs> when they kick me out? <laughs> yeah, you did show up. Um, like when you share that, you uh, when you shared your trigger, you did show up like vulnerable yeah, and honest absolutely yeah for me i hmm, it, same with taryn like i think like taryn and i have known each other for a long time and like he she used to be my recovery contact so i called her a lot in diverse situations but i think for me like the the solid like stamp was like when i fucked up and like she and she received that apology like because because yeah I, I was embarrassed by my because you acted really good sharing that trigger i didn't (laughs) i was like that is not like that and you know i was that defensive of like single motherhood and when she showed up for me with grace that's the word when she showed up for me with grace in that moment i was like oh that's it that's it this is what i want like that's it i'm the one for you (laughs) (laughs) that's it this is what i want i want her Cue Jerry Maguire. <laughs> you and then for Carissa, I think it was like um, so we had an instance in a group where my race was being comments were made about my race that were uh, very inappropriate and uh, racist, but they didn't know that it was. I mean, this this people were uh, very highly unaware, and I expressed how it felt. And it was very dismissed. Carissa said and did the things that I, as a person of color, which is interesting because I'm white, Sican. You can't see me, but I'm white and I'm Mexican. Did you say white, Sican? Yeah. It's a term. It's a thing. (laughs) It's a thing. I didn't make it up, you guys. Google it. Google it. (laughs) Google it. You know? Um, But, yeah, like, I, as a a person of color in the United States, there you go, I have to just, like, take those things to not lose relationships a lot of the time. And Mm. I feel like last year was when I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm not taking those comments anymore just to keep people appeased and, and... 
And so that was one of my first experiences where I was like, I saw the way that Carissa reacted to that and, I, and it gave me the courage to make that step. And, 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 and it's interesting because like she left the group. She was like, <laughs> I'm not okay with this. And you guys keep saying whatever. It is not okay to say this, 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 and that. And like she said all the things that I didn't feel safe saying. I did, I, I did feel an allyship uh, from her and, and just like, ever ever since I just I know that I'm safe and like that she would she would stand for me and in that's and that's it's it's a very sensitive topic for me because I'm in Utah where you know that not just gets it gets very minimized like oh no there's no no racism because we all went uh, to on missions to Latin America or something you know I get those comments a lot and it's like why didn't you ask me my experience instead of just telling me what Utah is and yeah. so, yeah, I feel like that was a moment for me when Carissa was more curious that, with me and, 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 and how I felt about things. Like when people have made comments, like she approaches me immediately and she's like, how did you feel about that? <laughs> you know? And it's like, whoa, I didn't know that I felt something, but now that you ask. <laughs> and a lot of the things that I just like, I learned to just, it's kind of like um, I was talking to some friends in the dance community. And in the dance community, what we get is a lot of the time the men are just used to making sexual comments to us mm. and we're just so used to that that we're just like brush it off brush it off and this is the year where i'm like fuck that i am not brushing shit off ever again if someone makes a sexist comment it will get called out mm -hmm. mm. but it's like it's so frequent <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking frequent and so <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah like uh, yeah I, I I just felt like I had that support in areas where I was just so used to getting like beaten. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Which is so true. If I want someone to champion for me, Carissa is my girl. Uh -huh. She is the she best will hype come, woman. Right? Oh, yeah. she will come. Oh, yeah. She will show up. Oh, Banner yeah. and all. Yeah. Like, ready. Like, you yeah. hear her coming, dude. She is. She has that protective. She's yeah. a cheerleader, you guys. Oh, like, yeah. literally. I literally yeah. a cheerleader. Yep. Yeah. And figuratively a cheerleader. Yeah. 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 Like, that cheerleader side of me is like, do you want me to encourage you? Do you want me to throw down? for you she's high kicking right now ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the ponytail has been adjusted <laughs> the pom-poms are out god damn <laughs> five six seven eight Wait, I was gonna say, how has this community or any of the communities you've been a part of on your journey how has that helped you towards self-love and acceptance in your highest self we've kind of talked yeah. about that but do you have other things you want to add to that or mm. No, well, I feel like Annie, she, she brought that up earlier, how like when when other people in our groups that are safe to us give us that love and acceptance, it's a really good reminder yeah. that we are very capable of giving that to ourselves. And yeah. I had this discussion last night at a support group of, about self-compassion. And one of the talks was uh, the definition of what self-compassion is. And it's like, it's the ability to give to others what you uh, the ability to give to yourself what you give to others. Mm. Like if you can be compassionate to other people, then that's also something that you can give to yourself. And so, mm. yeah. yeah. Ooh. Okay. One thing that I love, sorry, I just have to say this to everybody. Shout out to Taryn. <laughs> One thing that I have absolutely learned from you is asking for what you need or taking what you need. Mm. Like you have mm -hmm. taught me that so mm -hmm. much. Like when mm -hmm. I think about self-compassion, I'm like, oh yeah, Taryn does that because like mm -hmm. she's having a bad day. She's like, 
peace out, babe. I'm going to a hotel. And I'm like, oh, I could never do that. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I, I wouldn't feel. Like you deserve it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then watching like, okay, now going back into whatever situation, like, oh, like it resolves so much better and easier mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you you took for yourself the thing you needed. Yeah. And, I, and mm-hmm. I've seen you do that on multiple occasions. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like how do you, how do you ask for what you need? Or just take what you need. Mm-hmm. Take space. Yeah. yeah. You're mm-hmm. good at that. Mm-hmm. I spent way too long not doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That I finally realized, yeah, I'm not going to do that anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I take what I want. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Within reason. <laughs> let's be, let's be rational here. <laughs> I mean, I feel like this is such a special gift it really is a gift to have somebody show themselves to you mm-hmm. and and teach you through like mm-hmm. that vulnerability lens mm-hmm. and not just like do as I say mm-hmm. but it really yeah. is a gift and I feel like I've grown so much from that how do we make sure that like future generations because like one of the things with our podcast is like hey we want to give the message that our younger selves needed oh, yes. oh yeah yeah and so okay like if we're talking to a younger version of us or we're talking to our younger generation like i'm thinking about my daughter and my son like how do we make sure and and we can't make sure as moms like we definitely want to make sure you have good friends that survival again yeah (laughs) but like what are some things you do you think we could do to like yeah help our children be able to cultivate relationships like this authentic you mean yes yeah yeah um one of the things that keeps coming up for me is the curiosity because we were talking about like how because I was like trying to uh, (laughs) the hamster was running as (laughs) as you were talking but when I was saying that for me it was when you showed up in that space and said oh how do you feel about this comment and then when we had that that instance Taryn and I where I was like where I messed up and I came to her I'm like I'm sorry and not just that but I I said like how can I gain your trust back right Mm -hmm. and so I feel like it boils down to curiosity and like really asking the other person like what your experience is like because I feel like sometimes we have friendships that are fun and we like the same things but we're not asking like how do you experience this right like we 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 don't um open that conversation sometimes like for years with people right like how do you experience this how can i help you feel safer like i ask my kids every night like do you feel loved how can i make you feel more loved you know yeah that curiosity that because we care and we show we care by showing up like being funny and present and whatnot but maybe asking a little bit more questions of uh, the people that we love like how do you feel loved how do you, how can I show up more for you? Yes. How can I, you know, I, I, I think, I think for me, just like curiosity keeps just like coming <clears throat> as, as like the, uh, one of the pillars of our relationship is, is that, is that you both have allowed me to show up because you're curious about me. You don't mm-hmm. assume things about yeah. me. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was going to say. The opposite of that curiosity would be the assumption. Yeah. Right? yeah. I assume you're having a good time because I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. Right. I assume you're uncomfortable because I'm uncomfortable mm-hmm. or whatever that is. But yeah, I, yeah. Ooh, I like that so much. Well, and curious. then sometimes comes that invalidation because mm-hmm. of those assumptions we've made. So that yeah. if they come to us with something different than the assumption, it's like, well, Why'd you feel that way? Because, mm-hmm. yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You kind of asked about this earlier, and I would love for you to, like, go into depth about this. Because the uh, the question was originally, like, 
how do we help our daughters and nieces and loved ones cultivate these relationships? And then you ask me, like, yeah, but, like, what about our sons, though? Mm. Yeah. Like, I would love for you to, like, why are you curious about your Like, what, what does that mean to you? Like, why would that be important? I immediately think of my kids with this question. Uh, I'm working to instill solid core beliefs, values, and interests with them. Uh, to help them develop and explore those things. Then they can take that current sense of self and explore organizations or groups of people that reflect that. Mm -hmm. The thing I've realized about cultivating these meaningful relationships is that who I was before entering the relationship is going to change as I show up and Ooh. connect and learn from that, from those in my circle. Oh, whoa. Yeah, yeah. sorry, hold on. This, yeah. is, another, this yeah. is another, like, yeah. Yeah. Wait, hold on. I love okay. that. Because Realizing that who you were before you went into the relationship is going to change. Right. Allowing yourself to... Right, which you just gave yourself permission that, like, it's okay to change from point A to point B. Yeah. And so much, I feel like, is your... At least, like, sometimes for me, it's, like, you go, you enter into something. You go to college, and the idea is to gain something yeah, at the end absolutely. of it. But yet there's this core belief that you should still be the same person that you are. So you kind of just gave me permission to, like, when I evaluate my life or, like, these relationships to say, I will change. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. And that's and okay. Yeah. yeah. And it goes along with that what Annie brought up about that curiosity mm -hmm. if you go into it with that curiosity mm -hmm. and have your eyes open and your heart open to the fact that hey maybe you don't know it all or you know maybe maybe the way that you are right now can can improve yeah. your perception that, is limited yes yep. yeah so yep. like that wise doubt which is yeah what my therapist says Ooh, wise doubt. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> okay all right sorry we interrupted yeah, we interrupt no you're you. good you're good sometimes that's uncomfortable uh to know to, to have that knowledge that like when I show up in this relationship that I might change like yeah. sometimes that's a really uncomfortable feeling yeah something that I wanted to add to that is that sometimes community isn't always necessarily comfortable mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. it should be evolving meaning that we are still we are all striving for progress and progress can be uncomfortable yeah. it should yeah. challenge you and it should yeah. create opportunities for growth and mm -hmm. I yeah. want my kids and future generations to know to know that so that they don't bail when things get hard you know mm -hmm. uh it would have been so easy for me to just be like peace out annie like you yeah. treated me like that i'm mm -hmm. like see ya like have that it like would no have been justified by the way <laughs> <laughs> ha having that like no tolerance and to a certain extent there's points where you do need that that no tolerance but with that, it was, you know, a point where we showed up imperfectly and we worked through that together. And that's a, yeah. that's a point in community where, you know, sometimes things aren't comfortable. It's not always going to be that, like you were saying earlier about, like, I just want people to always be happy with me. That happily ever after mentality yeah. that really does not exist. No, yeah. 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 Growth happens where comfort ends. And uh, I want them to know that taking steps to increase their community doesn't have to be overwhelming or consuming either. Mm. Uh, sometimes it can, sometimes I've gotten hung up on uh, overthinking it. Um, building connection can be as simple as like introducing yourself to someone new or meeting mm. up with a friend for coffee yeah. or uh, offering to be a resource or sharing knowledge and experiences. Uh, and the biggest thing that I thought about during this uh, before coming onto the podcast is like your circle does not have to be big. Mm -hmm. I think a lot like a lot of times like popularity right like Ugh. we get so caught up in mm -hmm. popularity and like yeah. if I'm liked by everyone mm -hmm. then I'm valuable mm -hmm. yeah. and it's like I, and and I used to have a lot of friends and like you were saying mm -hmm. earlier before you really were intentional about some of the groups you were a part of 
it seemed like you just had a ton of friends and like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she lives this amazing like life where she's got so many deep friendships and that wasn't necessarily the case at the time until you were got intentional about that, right? But for me, I'm very much like a small circle kind of girl. Yeah. Like I have, and, and I have, and that was the other thing I wanted to say was like, and you can have multiple circles mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and those circles can sometimes merge, which I've had happen before. Yeah. So basically teaching them to show up, connect, don't be afraid to mess up or show your imperfections. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are drawn to that authenticity because we all want to know we belong and are loved and accepted at every phase of who we are. Mm-hmm. And that, so that's kind of like the message that I'm really working to teach my kids. And especially when they come home with like school experiences, like, well, what'd you do? And my favorite, and I, I don't know, I always get so emotional with my kids, but one of my favorites was my daughter who on the first day of school, they started at a new school and I challenged each of them to introduce themselves to somebody, to just not be afraid to go up and introduce yourselves. And she came home that day and was just like so stoked. She was like, mom, I did it. It was so scary. And I introduced myself. She was sitting alone um, at the playground. And I just, I'm like, she was like, in my head, I'm like, this is it. <laughs> like, yeah. Giving herself a little pep talk before she goes up to this cute girl. And now they're like best friends. Aww. It's like, imagine if you didn't do that. Yeah. Imagine if you didn't have that courage to just yeah. be like, I'm going to do it. I think one of the things that you guys have taught me is it's important. Like, if I want my kids to do it, like, I kind of have to do it. Yeah. Like, if yeah. I want my kids to value friendships and connections, like, then I can't just be a stay-at-home mom and, like, always available for them. Like, mm-hmm. I need to be like, guess what? I'm going to a comedy show. I am unavailable. Yes. I am filling my cup, mm-hmm. you know? And so, and I think that's, I think that's one of the things that you guys have taught me for sure is, like, if I want them to do it, I got to do it. Yeah. 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 Which is so funny. I feel like our kids really do understand that a lot because my kids are always like, oh, mom's on Marco again. Or <laughs> just the other day when I was talking – yesterday when I was talking to you on Marco yeah. and I was walking by uh, – I think it was Porter, and he goes, is that River's mom? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the time. So, yeah. 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 They, they see that when we are engaging with each other on – Marco yeah. or in person, like yeah. I'm making time for those friendships because yeah. they matter too. Yeah. I think that I want to just kind of piggyback off of that because I feel like it's so easy for older people, maybe just like older people in general to start to invest in themselves, especially if they have children already. Mm-hmm. It really is so important to, like, if you want your children to have good connections for you to cultivate and cherish good connections. And I think that's, like, where so much confusion comes into, like, young children is because so much, at least maybe from my own experiences, I was told to go follow my dreams. I could be anything. Like, possibilities are endless. But then, you know, you look at these people who are influencing you the most and you're, like, you're stuck in a nine to five. Mm-hmm. You hate your job. You mm-hmm. aren't processed. Like I see a hurt. Mm-hmm. And like as children, you see when an adult gets hurt, like you see the hurt happen mm-hmm. to an adult. And like when you're not, when you don't watch them like process it, it mm-hmm. gets confusing mm-hmm. to oh, yeah. you mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, like I can see that you're not okay, mm-hmm. but like you're telling me that you're okay. Yeah. So when I'm in that situation, yeah. I'm okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. I, yeah. Like, yeah. 
but I'm not okay right. because what's inside yeah. of me. But it's like, oh, but you were okay when yeah. you were my age doing this. Yeah. So like, why? So why? You know. So be. like, it starts to get yeah. confusing. Where like, because I, I think that I did grow up with. I was told by teachers I could be anything. Like you learn, yeah. it's like, oh, go. Yeah. But like the application of it is so much deeper than yeah. that. So like. I think this goes back to just like self love, filling your cup, like yeah. being there for you. That's oh. like, and that journey never ends. Like, yeah. you don't just stop. Yeah, doing that. Yeah. So, so there's been like uh, certain instances where it, it's been really difficult to get to where I'm at right now. But um, there's been okay. I, I always cry in front of my kids. Like it's fine with me. Mm-hmm. And my oldest, like the good oldest child, sometimes he tries to be the friend. And he knows, like, um, we've had this conversation several times where, like, he's seen me cry before and he's like, are you okay? Like, how can you make it better? You know, because that's how we talk to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I remind him, oh, you you can just be a kid because I have my support group. Mm. I am going to mm. make it better with my support group. Don't worry about me. I'm sad. I'm crying. Crying is okay. It's good. You know, just like laughing is good. And so you can see me crying, but you don't have to fix it because I have my support group to process this with. And so my kid knows that I'm going to be okay because he knows that I'm going to be talking to Chris and Tara in the next couple, five seconds. Right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Um, And so, yeah, like, like the, the, the showing up for my kids, like, it's okay to have all these feelings. And here's like the appropriate place where to process things. You you create your support group, Mm. you create safe communities where you uh, process this, right? Because I'm not going to put that on my children, obviously, you know, but. Which is a hard boundary, I think, for some parents, though. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that's a really easy boundary to cross. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not a parent, but I can only imagine, like, especially as they start to get older, where you Mm -hmm. feel the maturity growing and you're like, well, anybody that knows my nine-year-old, he is like nine going on 40. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like just an he's, old soul, yeah. someone who wants to talk He's very emotionally and... intelligent, and mm-hmm. he, yeah, he's very attuned to people. And so it would be very easy to allow him to be that rescuer that he wants to. I mean, I'm a single mom, so he, and he's a boy, and he, you know, he yeah. has that, like, desire. And that happens a lot with, I've read books about, like, single motherhood and, like, how not to get your oldest to be that role. And mm-hmm. so, yeah one of them is to have that hard boundary like you have to have your support yeah otherwise you will be relying on your children yeah right friends are important go be a friend to someone Mm. yes go find someone go introduce yourself and be curious be curious We just want to share a big thank you to everybody who helped make this episode possible. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you. Drop into our DMs. You can find us on Instagram at I totally relate pod. Or you can share your feedback and insights with us at I totally relate pod at gmail.com. We totally want to get to know you. See you next time. Peace out.